Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, from the den on a beautiful, sunny September afternoon. You don't get many of these, do you? I'm talking about sunny September's, uh, I'm not talking about beautiful days at the den because we don't know what's going to happen today. Uh, just a few minutes before kick, about half hour to go, the teams are in. Again, you can just see from our eight missing players, was it eight missing players, just what state we're going to be in. Not long to go to kick off now. Coventry, they're doing all their warm-ups, they look like can-can dancers, whereas our boys are having a nice little jog. And with that note from bye for now, I'll catch you in at half-time or when one of us score. Who are you? Who are you indeed? Ten minutes in and we're 1-0 down. My God. And, and how many defenders didn't bother tackle? Two. Two, three. It just bounced around in the box. It's landed on the... I can't even pronounce the guys who scored it. Cooper didn't want to get injured. Cooper didn't want to get injured. He's the only defender we got. He could see Pierce warming up, so he didn't bother probably. And he puts in the bottom corner. Mill nil, Coventry one. Well, it said 21 minutes. It said 21 minutes on the clock. But it was more like scuffer clock because that was a really miscued effort by George Savile that's ended up being deflected and now in the back of the net. Great work from Jed on the right-hand side. Puts the cross in. Savile, Savile of old. Savile of old. There's a lot of historic Savils that we don't want to talk about, but our one was pretty good. He's, he's covering the box. Miss it in slightly. It's hit a defender and it's gone in. One all. We're back in the game. Come on your lines. So we don't have the best of angles here in block three, but that didn't look offside from here. Um, Cross came in over Smith's head. Bradshaw, after me just criticising him, saying that he weren't all that, just uh, had a great diving head, a bottom corner. And as we're celebrating, see, this is why we need the goal music back, so we know if it's gone in or not. Don't worry about Lino flags, Mr. Byfornell's play button, that will tell us, but great header from Bradshaw, back across goal, bottom corner. It did look offside to me, but it seems to be three minutes added on, so we'll probably, unless anything happens, we'll just say it's half-time now. Not the worst half, really, but it was a very slow start from Millwall. Um, being uh, ten down, uh, one down in the opening team doesn't really help me as much, and it seemed to take a while to click into gear, but we picked up slightly, we picked up slightly, and down the right-hand side, we looked dangerous. We just need to work on that crossing down the right-hand side because Leonard attacks well, but it's just that, that final ball across goal either gets, goes out for a throw or a, or a corner or it gets deflected out or something because it's just, it just doesn't beat the first man. 
Savage looks sharp. And you can hear from that reaction, Bradshaw's not read that well, and that summed up his arc, I think. Now they're about to go through on goal. Personal commentator said nothing's going to happen. Good save by Bart. Still one off. Just over an hour in now for the game, so the second half thought we played 15 minutes. Definitely much better than the first half, but I don't think that says too much. Ref's getting a few of those cards out now. Some good, good tackles coming in. Coventry about to take a free kick here, but Mills certainly looking better than they did in the first half. Not, not really tested the keeper too much more. And, you know, I don't think Coventry have done too much neither, but I think as a Millwall fan, you can be happy with the start of this second half Com compared to the first. You know, I think it's that year, certainly better. Um, Crowd are definitely getting into the game. Malone's getting a lot better and Savile's playing well. Corner, uh, cross comes in by Coventry. Jed completely misses it. All oh, right, it's gone wide. Right. That's fine. Would have been harsh to concede there. 62 on the clock. So 75 minutes played. And the most entertaining part since my last voice recorded is probably the fact that my boy kicked over his bottle of coke. Um, not a lot's happened, to be honest, from a Millwall point of view. Um, we're appealing for handball, and I think it is shoulder. But anyway, beside the point, ref's not giving us too much. It's, we've not really tried, but, but my, my issue is with this Millwall team, as I've said a couple of times to the people around me in Block 3, is that if Coventry do score, it's going to be for our own mistakes of switching off. There's been a few times where, reminiscent of the Fulham game and the Blackpool game, where balls are being played for our back line, and it's taken us a second or two to switch on and realise what's happened. And Jed's got the ball now, so we're running through. He's twisting, turning, twisting, turning. Good tackle by the Coventry defender. But there, there, there's not really many tackles being made. There's a scuffed effort there by Savile. There's not many tackles being made. We're giving Coventry a lot of time on the ball, and there's been a few times where. They're running with a ball, cutting it back, and it's basically a poor cross, isn't it, would you say? It's a poor cross that's stopping Coventry scoring. You know, they're hitting their crosses high and long. There's not really a lot else. It's, it's, not, it's not been great, and, and I think we need to stay switched on because that's ultimately what our downfall is. The midfield ain't sharp enough, and the, the back four are just like... There's a time now where Ballard and Cooper... Uh, Leonard, should I say, are just uh, just have let. There's a great example there. So Ballard and Leonard have let a player run between them. They know he's there. A cross has come in. They've let him bring it down with his head, and it's only because he's miscontrolled we've got possession. This really is what this game is. Millwall being quite clumsy a lot of the time. Come on, you lines. Ten minutes to go. Full time and then it finishes at Millwall FC 1, Coventry City 1 and it is disappointing. I know that Coventry were in a great position at the start and I even said to Mr Ryan Loftus when I bumped into him that I think that one all would be a result we'd take but not like that, it was really poor, really poor. I mean neither keeper was really, really tested all game so apart from one or two shots they didn't really do a lot. Coventry, we didn't do a lot, really. Coventry played it perfectly, how you want to play it. As, as Nick and I discussed with how Mill were playing against Swansea, it was a good good away performance from them. They did what they needed to do. They've come away with a point and they've done well. But, I mean, the stats don't lie, do they? I mean, I know you can say that, what's that now, five unbeaten, but it's, it's only three points from nine and we really got to start winning. And I know it's such an obvious thing but you can't be in a position where 
you, you've, you're unbeaten in five and four of them with draws. It's just so bad, so bad at the moment in the sense that if the ball doesn't go through Jed, we have no idea. If the ball doesn't go through him, it's there's no direction. And Bradshaw, for all the stick I gave him, he tried, but he just weren't weren't just match fit. The substitutions could have been better. And as I said, I think if Coventry were to win the game, it's because we kept switching off. And we did keep switching off at the back. It was only because they couldn't really cross or do anything with it that, that we weren't punished. Because again, if, if you'd have had a side the quality of Fulham back down here, I know they lost today, but if you'd have had the side the quality of Fulham, blimey, would we have been in trouble. But let's get these positives. We got a point and we didn't lose. And considering how many players we had out injured at the start of this game, I think you would have took that. So come on your lines. You're listening to Achtung Norwalk, broadcasting from the beautiful South Berlin. Except no substitute. Hello, dear listeners. A little bit late, but better late than never. That, of course, was the theme from Jaws, or Draws, as it's now been renamed, Harry. Harry Warren is with me. How are you doing, mate? Um, yeah, I'm okay. I, I, I didn't realise how um, how I'd feel as we've just started this, knowing <laughs> that I've got to talk about this in some kind of un-biased sort of way. Um, we pride ourselves on our neutrality on this show, dear listeners. So, uh, yeah, I mean, my, my inspiration for that little lead-in was, of course, the internet meme that's doing rounds of Gary Rowe at Casters, the, the shark from Jaws, uh, which I found amusing, and um, I'll probably continue to find amusing for way too long. Um, another draw on Saturday, H. Um, a strange game, in all honesty, I found Saturday. I managed to get a sight of most of it, one way and the other. I suppose we can't talk about any Millwall match at the moment without talking about the injury crisis, which is blighting the the the, the choices available to Gary Rowett. We can talk about how we come to have almost one third of our players unavailable for <laughs> for uh, for a championship level game, and and how athletes get themselves or are allowed to become injured in in this way. Um, but we're not we're not privy to what goes on at the training ground, so we don't re- we can't really talk with any depth. But I'm just struck by the numbers and the, the quality of players that we're lost, uh, you know, a loss to us at the moment, mate. I, I, I'm not sure what I make of it at the minute. Um, I think it's all. I think you can generally sometimes just be unlucky, um, but I feel that our injuries have been worse since Rowett's taken over than what they were worse under the previous regime. Um, this could be through a number of things, nutrition, diet, preparation, the fact that you play the same 11 players for 46 games last season. Well, in a shorter period of time and then play the same 11 players barring bringing in George Saville and a phobia. Uh, Saville's not injured, but a phobia already is. Um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I, I'm trying to be neutral here. But I'm really struggling to find positives. Um, I don't think there are many. I don't think that there is a corner to be turned. I don't think 
I think it'd be wrong for us to use. I think it's wrong for him to hide behind the injury crisis, uh, Nick. If I'm being totally honest, because you know, you go back to people with uh, much more knowledgeable. Aaron Paul, for instance, was screaming in the summer about our transfer policy. Ryan Loftus of mm, yeah. um, a, a, of a journalist in his own right is is sitting there going, "We haven't done good business." The club, for whatever reason, whether they're skint, whether they've got whether Gary Rowett's overspent, whether he's underspent, I don't know. But the fact that you, for uh, reasons that we won't go into, decide to let your only fit right back leave, um, it, you know, these are all decisions made by this current manager. Um, Bod Varson is another question. But other than Bod Varson, I can't really see... And, and why you've got Bod Varson even on the bench when you're letting other players go out on loan... At the same time, uh, Isaac Alofe, yeah, I mean, Bob Varson cannot be better than him. I'm I'm sorry, because Bob Varson could not score in a brothel in Prague. It would not happen. (laughs) It would just not happen, right? And and it just isn't... He is making mistake upon mistake. And if you're not... If you're not... It's not a question of whether you want him gone or not. It's a question of... I don't think people are giving him the same scrutiny as other middle managers in the entire time that I've been going have got. And I've, I, I don't, I don't understand why I'm struggling to well, I I think, get into that kind of headspace that these people are in. I think the reason for, for that, I mean, I, I we've had the COVID season. So most of us weren't there. We haven't been there pretty much one way and the other until very recently for about a year and a half. So that 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 uh, that takes a lot of heat off of the manager when the football last season was was extremely poor. And I think we've all probably, to an extent, I know I have, have deleted that um, season from memory. Because if you ask me to, you know, incidents and moments, I can't remember a lot of it because it was so forgettable. So I think that's helped his cause in that way. I agree that the scrutiny is not there. I, I think all of the things you've mentioned so far, some in passing, some, you know, it's more seriously than others, but it's it's a fact that we won't exactly be sloshing around with money by Mill's, you know, Millwall standards are always low. And, and I think yeah. the COVID season, like every, many, many other clubs, including Coventry, who we played on Saturday, and others that, I mean, Aaron mentions Luton, uh, uh, you know, often when he speaks, and there are other, other teams in our division that will also be struggling with no fans. So we're not alone in that. We're not alone in having players who have um, been through COVID or have had family members exposed to it. And, you know, with, with everyone listening to this show will know about that, the amount of pressure that's brought. So yeah. there are many reasons as to why um, that the club is in this in this lull. And I think that's probably the best description I can give it, Harry, because we're not playing poorly. We're, we're, we're playing aimless. In mo- well, we are in moments when, like, when we concede the goal on Saturday. I thought that was an appallingly poor goal. Like we've had other goals this season, where we've given time and space to opponents and they've run for us. And you know, there was the, there was the run from midfield from the the, the player, and then they found that the, the forward inside our penalty area, and he's held. Uh, and I suppose I don't want to touch him and concede the penalty, but anyway, he's held players off and got got the yep. shot on goal. Poor. That, that is. Was, <laughs> that's got to be better, isn't it? There were six or seven of those commentary players that I just literally was like, I would really like them in 
Well, they passed I, I, and I, I they just, moved, Harry. They I, passed I, and they well, moved. This is this is a thing. Football's a really, really simple game. Is if you pump a pass into somebody at pace and you put it back into the place where the you just make triangles, right? And the third person runs. Football is really simple. Arsenal basically set a style up in the Premier League of doing that, and basically are still the only team to go invincible in my lifetime based on that style. It's very, very simple. It's very hard to get players to do that. And this is what I'm saying, that the, the rebuild job of Gary Rowett to take us from a Neil Harris side to a Gary Rowett side was a side that re- was, a, was a building job that relied on time and money. And unfortunately, through COVID, I think they've run out of money. And I think that Gary Rowett will rapidly be running out of time. I feel that, uh, I, by the way, I, I, I will say this now. If you're going to the Carabao Cup tomorrow, you're glutton for punishment, and congratulations to you all. If you're going on, <laughs> well, Saturday, I'll be there, mate. I'll be if there. You're, if you're going on, if you're going on Saturday to Forest, you all know that Forest are going to beat us one 0 because they've just sat their manager, and that is just Millwall to get beaten by a team behind us. We're twentieth, right? You're twentieth, and we're on the cusp of October. You've got yeah. to say on Saturday, Harry, you've got, you've got, you've got, I mean, luck plays its part in football. Every football match ever been played has featured luck and bad luck and the other side of the same coin. Um, and we, we, we got a genuine goal taken away from us on Saturday. We now, did, but we didn't deserve it. Well, I, I thought we I thought we clawed our way back into a half that was rapidly getting away from us quite well. Towards the end of the half, we, we, we I mean, we got the equaliser. That was a good goal from... Savile, albeit with with the luck, the same luck that took the other goal away from us, got yeah. the goal to equalise because it was a deflection that, you know, fortune played its part there in getting it into the net. Um, but I thought we did well. I mean, I, I, I sometimes have found myself. Um, I don't know if I've actually have questioned the team's character or, or whether I've you know gone gone close to it. But I, I do believe that this eleven that was named on Saturday that had Matt Smith up front and and Tom Bradshaw as a kind of a, a sidekick for him and. You know, um, Savile and Keith and Bell in, in in the middle. I mean, I, I do think that they they did well to get themselves back into a game. They did well to get themselves in front and should have been deservedly in front at half time, but for um, refereeing. Um, the second half, I, I I didn't think we did as well. No, I mean, I, I think what, half was awful. It's, it's lack of consistency, Harry. But I also think we're running players into the ground before exactly. this. This comes back to Gary Rowett for me because yeah. he's, he 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 clearly doesn't favour Conor Mahoney. He was one of the few creative players we do have. But for me, the job of a manager is you may not necessarily like the person that you're working next to on your on your line or on your desk or wherever you are, listeners. But you've got to find a way. A manager has to find a way of making that person as part of a team work and who knows whether what the relationship is between Gary Rowett and, and and for example Mahoney but you know there are other decisions that he's taken that you think well why have you done that why why isn't well, he like playing taking con- off Matt what like taking off, off Matt, Matt Smith, Smith who is our and we and need a goal go yeah. long, and go long to Bradshaw by putting Billy Mitchell into the midfield I, I just that that was, that's questionable. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, to, say, to say the least. Diplomatic. I mean, literally, what is the what is the point of naming John Daddy Bob Varson on the bench? If Mill need to raise funds, maybe they could raffle off 
a bench spot to some bloke, you know, like remember we had that Lions Club during the pandemic which really got you. They used to have that. A fan could buy a, a squad number, couldn't they? Yeah, well, you know, no, I'm not. I'm not... saying let's take it one step further. I mean, Naming himself on the bench. Oh, yeah, because they're not going to get picked anyway. I mean, they can have Ben Thompson's fucking shirt number because he's never going to get picked either. It's, no, he's not. You know, he brought Mason Bennett on to play up front, which is never like as a, as a nine, and that's never worked either. It's just he does the same thing and gets away with it. He's just such a fucking pain in the arse because he's not quite bad enough to get sacked, but he's not he's not good enough to get us anywhere. So it's literally like watching football in purgatory. You know, it's it's <laughs> it's clear to see that the players are frustrated. Now, I don't know whether that's they're frustrated at the situation that they know they could be high or they know they should be getting better results or they're frustrated by basically being asked to play with the handbrake on all the time. We can't fucking defend. We'll never score more than one in a game. Even when we do, it gets disallowed. Well, the goal it's, scoring is, is the issue. I mean, I, I think the defence is... I thought Bradshaw um, had a great game, by the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I was just I looking at the team. I generally yeah. think that, uh, yeah. that Bradshaw is one goal away from gaining so much confidence. And generally, I, I thought this on the game against Swansea, I thought that in the first half, he chased everything. He did look like a lost puppy at times, but he did chase everything. A very Lee Gregory-type performance, which if you're not going to score, if you do the work, you know, I'd rather that type of striker than a Zahor that doesn't really score and he's a lazy cunt. I, I'd rather doesn't score but does the work to press and so on and so forth. The 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 fact is that he's trying to do all he was trying to do all Matt Smith's running and sometimes Matt Smith put headers into places that Bradshaw should have been and he didn't get it. There was other times where Bradshaw dropped into the midfield as sort of a ten roll. But that that, that partnership comes with I mean you, they're probably not going to get a run because that, that that thing that you've said there about he he was in the wrong place from the knockdown from Smith. That's what you build with a partnership and you you know Morrison and Gregory built a partnership where they almost instinctively knew what the other one was going to do. He's saying that, it's a good idea to play four four two, Nick. Don't don't mention four four two. I've never Gary been Rowan. I've never been against four four two. I mean it, it depends. You can't quit four four two anymore. You have to quit four four one. Four four one one. Then I'll have four four one one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to quit four four two. You've got to be trendy. You know, when Rowett thinks he's Pep, when really he's but, fucking, but, I don't know, this fucking some form of Peck and crap. I don't. But I, to be serious, no, I mean, it's so fucking frustrating. I mean, it, no, what struck me? This, this, this is the thing. Um, I'm just looking at the starting eleven on Saturday, and just to read them out um, without labouring a point. Bielkowski is, is in his own zone. He's undroppable in my opinion but if you go through the back line Ballard Murray Wallace and Jake Cooper that's a good back line um, midfield not bad Jet Ryan Leonard uh, Michael Keefton Belt George Savile Scott Malone that's that's pretty good that's midfield fine. Leonard isn't a right wing back no 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 but I'm saying in terms of as, as you know I've not seen any pony players in that group so far you can no, talk I, about I, I agree some I agree will be more so. limited in their um, skill set than than others but every one of those will bring 100% to the table and then you got um as they've laid it out they've got Jed Wallace Matt Smith and then then Tom Bradshaw now Bradshaw maybe is the only player where he would have if not raised an eyebrow he certainly he's played his way into the team recently through injuries and and he's, he's I think mm-hmm. he, he's done well but that's not a bad 11 um, yes, it's injury hit and the squad is suffering many, many um, almost biblical blights at the moment. But that's not a bad starting eleven, Harry. But this comes back to the manager for me. 
that 11 ought to be playing far more with far more vim and verve than they're being allowed to. Now, that is Gary Rowett's... Um, those are those are his instructions that he's sending them out with, and that that's what bothers me because that you know you can win games, you can lose games, but you know that 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 poor performance that we saw via that eleven players is is a little bit unforgivable given the quality that is on the field there. Yeah, I think he's I think it's the best, arguably on paper, um, the best middle side for quite a time for quite a time. Um, I mean that's that's an injury hit. So that's not a bad eleven for me. No, I, I, that's what I mean, but. The fact is that he, you know, this squad seems to be less than the sum of its parts. Now yes. you ask the question yes. of whether or not that is Gary Rowett. Well, I, I'm sorry to say he is because his results and it is, I know it's pre-pandemic and post-pandemic, but, you know, that stat, I think it popped up today that no side has drawn more games at home no. since 2018. Every time you say draw, I'm going to play the draws theme now after that opening bit that we did. I think I think that's a good idea. I think we draws. might get done with copy. <laughs> I'll I probably get done with copy right now. They'll delete the show. Yeah, we'll delete the show. We'll get a copy. They'll put me out of my misery. Achtung, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Drawn 50, I think it's 53 games and it's the most in the championship yeah. over, over um, I can't remember, there's two seasons, I we think. We account for 20% of the draws in the championship this season. So we're good. If, you, if the treble chance still exists, we're a very, very good bet. The problem for me, I mean, going back to the starting 11, H, I mean, that, that okay, you know, injuries have hit. You may have made other choices, but that's still not a bad starting 11. Yes. It should be good enough to do a lot better than what we saw on Saturday. There are some players in that underperforming I would say Jake Cooper is having a mare but other than that I, I think he misses his his part I think I think I think Cooper Cooper's not been playing particularly well I mean Savile's not been playing particularly well I uh, thought he I'm, looked a little bit better yesterday well he did okay Saturday but I mean this, this is uh, this, Saturday I'm saying this yeah, is bloody Monday but yeah it's, it's, yeah but I mean well. you know that Saturday um yes I agree scored the goal and I thought he looked more like the George Savile that we we wanted to see we well, got involved in you know just being the shit house Savile that he was, you know, he was complaining a lot and 
and sort of rolling around and, and just being a bit of an arsehole. And that's what we lack. We sort of, we've got a, got a load of really nice blokes yeah. like seemingly playing for Millwall. That's not, it's not really what Millwall should not, be not about. It's not, it's not Millwall. Yes. I, I feel, and this goes back to what I've been saying the whole time. The entire Gary Rowett project is to make us not Millwall. And <laughs> unfortunately, being Millwall helps us at times. It also is a massive hindrance, right? At, at, at times, as we all know. Oh, I couldn't imagine a Gary Rowett side overperforming to what it is. I can only ever see them underperforming to what that squad is, uh, what that squad's parts allow it to do. You know, well, if you go there and you try your hardest and, and you do all those kind of things, I can't ask any more. But I don't, I don't think that this side necessarily is allowed to do those things. I, I think we are so, uh, uh, you know, that is when a manager has lost all confidence in themselves and their squad is when they're more worried about what the opposition can do to you than what you can do to them. Well, the he mentioned Coventry and how well they played. They, they did They did look like a decent side, but they weren't world beaters. But he mentioned Coventry and praised them a few times in the um, post-match video. you want a job? Maybe. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I think... I. I you know, we were talking about tactics earlier on four four two, four four one one, whatever you like, three five two, all these variations. I, I'm I'm a bit of a. I mean, you said you, you got it right at the start of the show, Harry. I mean, the football is a simple game. To some level, it doesn't really matter what formation you have as long as the players you've got suit it. Um, it's how much energy and how much desire and how much um, vim are you going to bring to the pitch because whatever you set up. Um, as long as you're not gone too ludicrous, then you know you are. You're if your players are not playing to their their maximum for some reason, and I don't think we. I think the effort that we saw on Saturday from the whole team was 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 top quality, but I don't think it was. It, was, it seemed to be a little bit um, ill focused, um, especially in the second half, where um, you know we 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 barely created a chance from memory. I haven't got any notes to hand, listeners, so I might be. Might be missing, but where where we have a problem is look at that substitutes bench, Harry. I mean, put aside Jules Long, who's our substitute goalkeeper, and the, and the returning Sean Hutchinson, who can't heal quick enough for me. You've then got Ben Thompson, who doesn't like you said already with Budvarsson. You know he's not going to feature. Um, Alex Pierce, that you hope won't feature. Um, Mason Bennett, I like, and it was good to see him come in just for a few minutes. Good, to, it's good to have him back maybe now as a as an option to start. Conor Mahoney, who I, I, I like the look of, but doesn't seem to have favour. Um, Can I ask why you like the look of him? Because um, I'm, I'm a sucker for, um, I'm a, uh, all my life, all my relationships have been a sucker for kind of like the, uh, uh, the, 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 the 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 brilliant on the ball moment. You know, it's that kind of like... Because I've only ever seen him have two good games. They both were against Luton. But, they, but they, I mean, in fairness, he doesn't... It, you know, he, he doesn't get played very often. Now, there may be good reasons. I'm not at Calmont Road, but every time I've seen him with the I ball, he's only, he's only getting a few now. minutes. And, and I he, think it's the black nail. Uh, <laughs> I think it's the black nail polish that does it for him. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's, maybe that's what's getting me going. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I, but he, he is a creative player. Now he's an option, and he, we're not taking that option. What we are doing is running Jed, who is our other yeah. creative option. We're running him into the ground, and you know, the, I think the whole. I mean, Scott Malone maybe is another, if not creative, he's certainly a, a very willing runner and a, and, a, and a decent player. But it's he looks terrifying he looks, when you're. It's terrifying when your left back's your second best crate. It's not good. Is and then, it? well, Billy Mitchell. I mean, Billy. I, I, I like Billy. Um, I do, but I he's, do. he's he's a Millwall boy. Um, but the I mean, only one that's allowed to play. <clears throat> yeah. 
So the, the bench does look, I mean, if you, if you discount those players that we've mentioned that were for jokey reasons or whatever reason, they're really not going to feature them. We've only got, we've got back to 1975. We had two substitutes, you know, or one substitute at one point. And that's not going to change the game. Um, this is where I'm starting to wonder really whether, how long Gary Rowett has got, because the results are at the moment, Moderate. I mean, a couple of losses, and they will look awful. Um, you know, we, I think we've got well, one uh, win, four, well, I mean, four draws. The, is it? Yeah, it is something like that. But the, the thing is, is the next run of fixtures. You know, starting with Forest Saturday. Yeah, Forest. that's a big Forest, game. That's a big Forest game. Forest are only four points behind us. They win that. Yeah. They're a point behind us. They're plum bottom. Yeah. You know, Derby are gone. We all hope Derby are gone because they deserve to be gone. Well, they're going to get a, a points deduction of some sort. Some so, sort. So, so they'll be contenders in the, in the bottom three, won't they? Exactly. So that's, let's say that one. So there's only three other spots to fill. But it still um, leaves two other... Yeah, I mean, you can probably say Derby, yes, the, the, the effect of that. Well, although sometimes it galvanises a club, so we don't know. Oh, I but, don't know. I was hoping Gary Rowett might take the job when Rooney runs away. So I was hoping that one could happen. <laughs> Well, I'll yeah. drive in there if you want. I'm not. I'm not that bothered. So, but we're not that far above the relegation zone. I mean, we're coming towards the ten game mark. We're not quite there. There's eight games played so it's far. Slightly McGee sacking like, doesn't it? Mm, um, Just the banality of this is going to end soon, and everywhere it's best for all parties if it happens quicker than then maybe we think. I mean, it's a, it's a, full, it's a forty-six game program, um, but we are coming towards. Um, we're on eight played so far listeners so but we're so we're approaching the quarter mark and at the quarter mark generally the uh you can start to look at the table and see who's going to be at the top in you know contending at the top and who's going to be contending at the bottom and at the moment we are contending near the bottom as we approach the quarter of the season mark so that is worrying i think the, the most worrying statistic is that we've, we've mentioned it a few times we've, we've made the joke out of it with jaws but it is the the fact that we can't win a game for the toffee um, played one, drawn five, lost two is not bad, but you know it's you can't keep drawing like this, and this is what we're doing at the minute. So I don't know. I mean, I I do fear for this season. I mean, we 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 have players becoming available. Gary Rout was saying, um, I think he said uh, Afobe is training again as of uh, today, Monday as is Danny Mack, and um, Hutchinson was on the bench on, on Saturday. So we're starting to see some chinks of light. Um, but I am I am fearful for the season. And, um, you know, if we're not going to start scoring goals soon, I'm, I'm hoping this Ojo is, um, you know, recovers from this mystery illness, whatever that is. I, I don't know what affliction struck him down, but... Uh, there's a thing, obviously, someone's cursed Calmont Road. Um, I, I don't know. A, a, a curse. Maybe we could. Maybe um, there, there was a legend. Apparently, when um, when uh, Zampa Road was constructed, that the ground had been cursed by um, a gypsy at some point in the past. So possibly it's that. I don't. Know. We might have to get um, an exorcism done or something like that on the ground. Then, what was the one that Barry Fry did? Where's Father Beeman when you need him? Didn't he go and pissing all four, <laughs> all four corners? <laughs> Oh dear! Um, well, I'm hoping that the returning talents of of, of Fobe and Ojo, I think they are good players. We we were unlucky not to get the win from Saturday. I'm hoping that Lady Luck will smile upon us and that better times are ahead. Also, a bit of cup glory. We've got a cup game 
on Wednesday night against Leicester. So um, if if today's show has raised any issues, then I will put the Samaritans number on the uh, show notes for you, dear listeners. Huge thank you, Harry, for taking time out of your Monday night, mate. Um, we will see. We'll see. I'm going to go down there Wednesday. Um, I've been to football for a little while. I so. don't know if I can bring myself to go and watch it. Achtung, Mailball. Jerry Scalak here, uh, waiting outside South Bermondsey Tube Station. Oh, God, it's just so flat at the moment. Um, I've never seen that reaction, firstly, when four minutes comes up. No roar from the home crowd, because there was just a sense of we were never going to score. And at the end as well, no one clapped, no one booed. We were just all relieved that we could go home. And I think that is... The real issue that we've got at the moment, I think there's big problems. Um, I know we've got a lot of injuries, a lot of issues, but there were some strange decisions today again. I mean, Matt Smith played very well. He won every header. He was doing everything. And, um, you know, he takes them off and brings on Billy Mitchell. Billy played fine, but, I mean, you know, then you've lost um, that, that key person who's actually been causing them some problems. After Smith came off, you know, it was so obvious we were just never going to score. You know, Coventry actually, you know, I know they've started the season very well and we've got a depleted squad, but they didn't look very good today. Um, I think we could have won that uh, if we'd have gone at them a bit more, had a bit more creativity going forward. Uh, you've got players you bring on, you know, Mason Bennett, you bring him in a, in, a, in a position he's not really been playing recently, he's not fully fit, he didn't really know what to do. Mahoney looks like he don't want to be there. Um, it's just, uh, just flat, um, you know, another draw. And it goes back to what we talked about many, many times. It's about knowing your audience and the audience at Millwall wants to be entertained. You know, we want to we want to be going at teams. Even if we lose the match, if we've had a few chances, we've gone at them. We'd rather that than uh, you know this these drab draws. And it's another drab draw today. Um, so you know, Leicester on Wednesday. I'm not bothering to go. I hear Leicester have uh, sold out their allocation. I, I can't be fucked to, to watch uh, more of that and. Uh, you know the Carabao Cup. Nottingham Forest away is a big game on uh, on uh, on Saturday. Um, you know we need to win there. Um, I think they've won today under Stephen Reid. We'll see. But yeah, it's uh, it's flat. Something's not right, and uh, we're back to where we were a few weeks ago. I think. Come your lines. You're listening to Aston Welcome back after the break, dear listeners. Joining me now is new show regular, Neil Fissler. How are you doing, Neil? How was your weekend, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. It, <laughs> it made a change to be in London for the first time in a year and get to see a game. It was just great to it, it was just great to be back and to see so many old faces, if you like. Absolutely. I mean, I, I I wasn't at the den. I was away for the weekend, but I did get to see the game. Um, we've already spoken to Harry about um, the situation at the den and and what we might call the, uh, the, the 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 last judgment of Gary Rowett. I don't know if we put it in those terms, but um, I mean, we were just speaking off air, Neil. I mean, you you are you don't see you, you don't give him long on current form and on current on on current performances. Is that a fair summary? Yeah, let's be honest. This is probably one of the most talented squads we've had for a little while down at the club. Absolutely. 
and he just isn't getting the best out of them. Okay, we've well, we've had a fair few injuries and players don't look fit, but but that aside, we don't seem to have moved on. The football that he plays is woeful. It's awful. It's defensive. It's easy to work out. Teams take one look at us and they know how we're going to set up and we and, and we don't deviate from it. it. Yeah, well, it took him, what, an hour the other week to bring on a couple of people, didn't it, and to change things around when everybody could see it was crying out for it. It took him... It took him half an hour and three goals against Fulham to figure out that they were tearing us apart. Yeah. And I just think we're just predictable. It's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame because when Gary Rowett came in, you thought, brilliant, we've actually got a decent name manager. He seemed to have some tactical nails at the start of his reign, going back to, what was it, October 2019 when he came in and he inherited Neil Harris's squad. It took him a little bit to bring in some of his own players, but um, certainly in that initial period, probably up until the mythical kind of um, 3-0 win at Forest, he actually seemed to be a manager with um, some some tactical depth, which is something we don't really see very often at the den. I mean, they we tend to be a club that's, um, you know, um, like cliche 4-4-2, but kind of helter-skelter, you know, it's, it's get the crowd up and, and going. And for the first time I, I felt with Gary when he first came into us, he showed a little bit extra, maybe that next level of management that we're not used to at the Den. But that's that's gone out of the window, Neil. I mean, many blame Callum Davidson going up north to Scotland. Do you do you hold that view? Yeah, I do. I think he's lost his. <laughs> I think that uh, if you know, it's a phrase I hate, but the power behind the throne. Yeah, I think isn't yeah. it? I think I think that was definitely Callum Davidson, and uh, he hasn't ever really been able to replace him. And I also think that. Our coaching staff is too defensive. It's too defensive-minded. You look at you look at the bench at the weekend. He had Paul Robinson. He was a left back, right back, wasn't he at Birmingham? Mm, yeah. Adam yeah. Barrett was a central defender at Southend and Plymouth. He was. Yeah. yeah. Rowett was obviously a defender. Yep. And I think the only former attacking person on our coaching staff is actually Kevin Nugent who does the under 23s Paul Robinson the other Paul Robinson yeah. another yeah. central defender it, there's just no there's just no attacking nouse in there and I was saying before the game on Saturday that he sets up not to lose a game rather than to win a game if yeah well I know that's a silly thing to say and people will say oh he's losing his mind but it's true he 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 sets us up so we don't get beaten rather than going out to win a game. And I don't like it. Playing playing three central defenders at home is criminal. It's, it really it's strange. Is. I mean, I, I managed to get most of the game on Saturday, one way or the other. But what struck me was we had the, um, you know, the injustice of the goal that was taken away from us, bang on half time. And it was a, it was a wrong decision. And we all know that. Absolutely wrong decision. Um, but for me, I mean, historically, Neil, and you, you know, you go back away as as I do. Historically, on the back of an injustice like that, a goal's been denied us when we 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 need a result. 
the den would have been on fire in the second half because of that injustice. Um, the, the, you know, the, the great managers of the past would have got that team fired up going forwards, brought the, the, the crowd into play because it becomes a massive weapon with that burning injustice on, on everyone's mind. The referee's now the Panto villain. But the, the, the second half should have been a cauldron of, of intensity, and it wasn't. Um, and that, for me, is where he's... Either he doesn't understand Millwall Football Club, which is quite conceivable, because he's not, he's not a Millwall man you know, by, by um, upbringing, or he just doesn't have the, the tactical nous to know that that is a weapon, that brute, get the team going forwards, get, I don't know, get, get, get the wingers coming. I'm, I'm not going to bang on about Conor Mahoney, but you know, get, get someone in that's going to make something happen. Um, and that didn't happen. And I thought, there's, there, there it is. It's that. It's, it's that lack of den fire in the second half that, that did it for me. Yeah, and also I think, yeah, you mentioned Conor Mahoney, but he is one of the... <laughs> He's one of the few attacking-minded players that we've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we do like our wide players. We do like our players to take people on, don't we? And to yeah, yeah. go past them, to whip a ball in the box. And to be honest, I thought at the weekend, I thought Ryan Leonard was gave the ball away a little bit too much. I know that people have disagreed with me, especially on Twitter, on it. But I thought. He wasn't at his best, but he isn't a wing back. Christ Almighty, the guy's a central midfielder. Neither are Neil. I mean, Billy's not. No. Um, neither's Ryan Leonard. And I, I, I like both players in their different ways. But, you know, and, and for reasons that we won't touch on, Marlon's moved on. Um, and we don't, and Danny Mack is injured now. We're hopefully, we're going to see him back in training. But that's, that's like the going under the bus syndrome. We, we take Danny Mack away from us and we're back to <laughs> make doing men, aren't we? Um, yeah. Which. I mean, the injury crisis, I, I don't know. I mean, you, bad luck plays its part in football. We all, we all know that. But you, you have to wonder whether um, players are being run into the ground. I, I do worry for Jed. I mean, he, he, he looks spent at the end of each game, which is not ideal for the one creative outlet that we're really going to be playing every game. Um, and there's not much else to replace him. Unless we're presuming that Conor Mahoney is just not seen as... Um, he's not seen as a starter. He's not seen as a... As a, as a uh, an asset that we're going to use on a regular basis. So, you know, we, we're we're running on on nothing, as as the, the phrase goes at the moment. Yeah, exactly. And the other, you know, Junior Tienza, I think he's sent out on loan, isn't he? Tienza's gone out. Alofa's yeah. out. Um, uh, yeah. And uh, the lad that went up to uh, the lad that went up to Hartley Paul then got injured. Name escapes me at the minute. Um, that, that's that's um, Tyler Tyler Bury. Um, yeah, Tyler Bury. Yeah, it's um, um, what's that? A low, a, a low, Bury and Alofi, two both attacking options, young attacking options. Options historically, again, without dwelling on the past, that's been Millwall's strength. You know, we play the youngsters, we get, we give them their blooding, and, and you know, we we uh, we give them their blooding, and and that's that's how they they make uh, make progress. But we're not doing that. We, I, I was just looking at the figures before you and I came on online this morning, and I mean Gary Rowett's figures are not that bad in terms of win, drew, and loss since he started with us. Twenty nineteen, he came to us, so he's played ninety six games. I'm going by the Mill History website for these figures. Ninety six games, league games, I guess. Thirty six wins. 33 draws and 27 losses. So his winning percentage to be All-American um, is 37.5%, um, which is... Which isn't bad. Yeah, but that's no. not bad, really, considering the, the 
the, the level of football we're playing. Yeah, but well, let's be honest, we are playing in the championship, aren't we? And he, he, he has made us very difficult to beat. We are difficult to beat, and you've got to compare it and contrast it with. I mean, I'm, I'm discounting Holloway because he, he, I've included these numbers just for comic effect. But he, he was he had a winning percentage of 22, percent so you know that that's that. Um, but Neil Harris, 41.6 percent games won, um, but played at a lower level, which I think is probably yeah. the crucial um, quality. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, I'm- yeah, no, I mean, I've Dennis, Dennis Wise, just by, I won't, I won't flog this point, listeners, but um, 96 games played for Gary Rower, 89 games by Dennis Wise managed. Um, 36 wins, same as. Um, 24 draws, so slightly less draws, but lost 29. So similar figures as Wisey, um, but I'm not sure that Wise is thought of in quite the same um, downbeat way as as, as Gary Rower is, is um at the moment, obviously, because he took us to the cup final and took us to to, to Europe thereby. But you know, he's, he's on a par with Wise in in, in numbers terms, at least. Um, yeah, I just think it all just boils down to the fact that football's an entertainment industry, mm, mm. and we're not being entertained. Yeah, no, we're not. Yeah, but let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Personally, I thought that Saturday was a good game. I actually really enjoyed it. And oh, end to end, yeah, I agree. I agree. And yeah. and and I think part of that is you actually enjoy it more when you're there than when you're watching on television because there's yeah. distractions, even though you're talking to mates and that. Yeah. But you see more and you feel it. You can't beat being at the game and the yeah. Millwall more than any. Uh, you yeah, know, but when that goal was disallowed. Yeah. And wrongly disallowed. It was unbelievable. It's more official than <laughs> that did that. And I don't care if he wants to sue me. Bring it on, son. And yeah, well, we'll, yeah, well, we'll find out that you don't really know the laws of association football. Yeah. Well, they clearly because, don't. No, no, neither he nor his linesman. But anyway, bloody but... Keith Stroud, small man syndrome. He had a chance to actually overrule him. Yeah. Because he saw that the ball, okay, yeah, what's uh, yeah, what's Matt Smith six foot eight, and the Something ball like clearly that. went over his bloody couple head. Of, couple of foot over his head, it went, didn't exactly. it? So it was know. about fifteen foot off the floor. This bloody cross, and it was a lovely header by Bradshaw, absolutely superb header, and then the bloody flag goes up, and you think, hold on a minute, and the worst thing was Stroud obviously had an idea. Yeah, it was a goal because he went over to him. That is always a telltale sign that the referee doesn't immediately agree with the decision. Yeah, yeah. So he goes over and he had a chance to say, "No, I, actually, I saw that, and I didn't think he would because because Stride would have had the better the better yeah, angle." No, I, I, I agree. A um... lot closer, but it's just small margins like that. We need some wins. And I fear if we don't get some wins soon, it doesn't take much for a Millwall crowd to turn, but you get the impression that that they're just teetering on the brink with Mr. Rabbit at the moment. Well, he's not inspiring much in the way of love. And, you know, I'm I'm just looking at Neil Harris's numbers here. I don't want to overdo this, but... um, he was here for four years, played 245. He's won 102 games in that time in at League One level, of course. Um, lost 77, uh, so his win percentage was 41.6. So just a few percentage points in front of Gary Rowett. 
But Neil had that in, invaluable resource of being loved, and you know he was he was a Millwall man, and although it got a bit fractious towards the end of his time, of course. But um, you know, it's four years worth of, of um, you know kind of similar figures to to what Gary Rowe is, is producing at the moment. But Gary doesn't have that depth of um, standing. And I, I, I too, I mean, I, you know, we were just talking off air, uh, listeners, and I mentioned already Neil um, thinks in the next six weeks or so that the shop could come if the results don't improve. I, I think I've got to agree. Um, it's just hard to see where the wins will come at the moment, Neil. I mean, I know that luck plays its part, but we, we don't make we don't make enough chances to get lucky, do we? No, that's right. You, you have obviously football's a pretty simple game. You put the ball in the back of the net more than the opposition does. Well, you put the ball into danger areas more than the opposition do, and you're probably going to get, you know, the, the, the rule of percentages mean you're going to get chances. Um, and we don't do that. Yeah, I said it when I was on Mickey's podcast. Yeah. That, that, that you've got to create chances to win games and to score goals, and we just don't. We Well, we run out of ideas. We have, yeah, we have a fair bit of the ball, but it always seems to go sideways or backwards or... There's not enough direct running. And There's when no the ball, impetus, no. Yeah, and when the ball does go into the box, it, it seems to come out the box just as bloody quickly. We don't really test the goalkeepers enough, do we? And No, and which comes from the managerial um, instructions yeah, exactly. being issued. Because this, I mean, we've said it off air. I don't think we've said it on, on, on mic, but we've said it off air, Neil. And I agree with you 100% that this is a decent Millwall squad, probably one of the best this we've seen a, for, for a long time. This is a really, really good, talented Millwall squad. Yeah. You, you, you look at it, but we've got players hopelessly out of form. Jake Cooper doesn't look the player that he was no. a year, 18 months ago. No, Scott um, Malone was outstanding last season. Yeah, didn't really do it for me at, at the weekend. Uh, I wonder whether they run into the ground. I went, you know, this this kind of constant, constant um, effort on on behalf of a system that you don't believe in. This bloody defensive effort. Yeah, you, uh, Jed Wallace. Everything has to go through Jed, and he doesn't look the same player. No, yeah? no. So you no. have to wonder: is this the manager to get the best out of these players? Well, there it uh, is. There it is. That's the question, really. And I'm, I'm increasingly starting to wonder whether Gary Rowett does have the, um, ha, you know, does have the ingredients for it because we're not seeing it. We haven't didn't really see it last season, did we? Last season was no. very, very poor. Um, and this is just You're a continuation of it. Down, really? Yeah, from from the time we've come back from that Nottingham Forest game, it's not been the same. No, I don't, no, no. Yeah, well, I know he had COVID, and I don't know, yeah, well, they say that long COVID and things, is that, a, yeah, well, is that an issue? But I think it boils down to the fact that he lost his brain. He lost, uh, <laughs> yeah, well, he lost Callan Davidson. Didn't he? Oh, in that sense, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I see what you mean. Sorry, um, yeah, no, yeah. yeah well, that was, <laughs> oh, that was a t- that was a long COVID. Or something. <laughs> yeah, but that was just me looking for a little bit of clickbait on the podcast. <laughs> well, we'll use that. I, we need we need some clickbait listeners. Um, yeah, I mean, Davidson seems seems that seems to be the point at which things have changed, and you know, um, we've said already the the the, the quality of the squad is there. 
so it's it's really whether Millwall will pull the trigger if the results don't start to come come our way. Um, we don't have a history really of sacking managers until it's it's almost got exactly. to be strangled out of us, isn't it? You know. Yeah, well, that was going to be my point. If you actually look at it, John Berylson doesn't sack managers without no. good reason. No. Low mass had to go, yep. yeah, because it was just a, a completely toxic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kenny Jacket had run his course at the club. Well, he yeah. decided to go as well, yeah. Neil, didn't he? He wasn't sacked. Yeah. He he yeah. he had Kenny had enough. Jacket, yeah, yeah. Kenny Jacket had run his course, so yeah. I think that was a natural conclusion, wasn't it? Yep. Uh, Hollowood as... shouldn't ever have been appointed in the first place because the man's an idiot. <laughs> Yeah. And he, I mean, he was sacked, um, but yeah. it was, it was, he was sacked at the point of death almost, you know, it wasn't, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it wasn't sacked when maybe Absolutely. a more ruthless chairman, and I, I mean yeah. this as a compliment, because I, I think John Barrelson puts great store by loyalty, and the, I think he's looking for another Kenny Jacket constantly, and I think that was Neil Harris's role when, when he was with us to be this kind of loyal, long-serving, loyal man that understands the club, and I think that's what... Um, John Berylson searches for. I don't you think Forrest. Yeah, well, we've got Forrest this weekend, and have they we had do. twenty yep. managers in the last ten years or something? Yeah, they're constantly they're constantly sacking managers, and I no, don't want that for Millwall. No, we're we're not Real Madrid, are we? We don't no. we don't hire for a year and get shot of them. It's no. I think there's the things a certain um, sentimental quality to our club, and I think we all, we all have this in us, whether we admit it or not. That we are looking for the the, the long serving. I mean, the, the mere fact we 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 love it when we appoint ex players as as coaches. When a more ruthless club would maybe say, you know, out of the past, bring in a whole new regime, and we we love it when I don't know, Paul Robbo comes back from you know Wimbledon or wherever he went to, and we we'd love it if other other players from the past, Morrison or someone, would come back and be our saviour. But um, I think that there's it, it's a really tough one because you have to. On the one hand, you have to conform with the personality of the club because um, to try and change that doesn't really work, especially then. But on the other hand, it, the, the early Gary Rower impressed me, Neil, because of those modernist kind of qualities we saw where we were tactically sound. And um, that's something we don't tend to do very easily. But it, I, I do wonder, you know, we're not Brentford, are we? We're not, we're not going to no. start playing um, a, a kind of a continental um, format of game. It just doesn't seem to be us for reasons. There was a very good... There was a, the question was asked on Hoff at the weekend, and I happened mm. to glimpse upon it. Yeah. Is Gary Rowett as good a manager as we can hope for? That's the thing. There's if a question. Get rid of him. Yeah. Who do you bring in? And it's a very good question. Well, you have to think that Probably Gary Rabbit is as good as we're going to get in terms of a name manager. Well, a when name you... manager, yeah. In terms of a name manager, I'd agree with that because otherwise you're looking at the various old lags that do the rounds, aren't you? I mean, and we don't want that. We don't want the likes of Pulis <clears throat> and. No. Pete. Yeah, well, even though he would probably get the best out of this squad in the short term. There's a merry-go-round of managers, isn't there? Steve Cottrell and uh, yeah, yeah, people yeah. like that. And you don't want that for Millwall. Bloody Steve Evans, although he's probably not at our level. And no, no, no. But you, you're you're right. There is a merry-go-round of of the same old names. And that, Hewton, that's... Hewton, for instance, he would have been a manager, but 
But yeah. then again, I think at Forest, but it's the same old, same old, same old. And so, should we look therefore just as a as, as a way forward? I'm, I'm going to presume that Gary Rowett's going. I mean, I, I think that might be a a leap, um, and, and a few wins might make the world look a different place. I don't know, but. It's hard to see at the minute, um, although players are returning. But anyway, let's let's go with the the um, the notion. I mean, if we did get rid of Gary Rowett, would we then be best placed to look for an unknown name, someone that is coming in from lower down the leagues, you know, non-league, League Two, somewhere, something like that? Would you bring back? Uh, would you bring back Steve Morrison? There's it, a question. There's a question. It, I mean, a big call. I know he's quite yeah. highly rated in coaching circles. He understands the club, Neil. Um, yeah, but he gets us, as they say on He pop. gets us. He gets us, whatever that may mean. And you can um, pick and choose. I, I mean, it's, it's a hard call in all seriousness. Um, I suppose what I would have liked is for Gary Rowett to have remained that Gary Rowett we had at the start of, of his reign rather than the one that he seems to have mutated into. Yeah, um, I think that... I, I think it needs... It needs somebody at the club to say to him, look, Gary, come on, mate. <laughs> You're well, starting that, to lose them here. That, that, yeah. should be, that should be Steve Kavanagh, who's like the man on the spot, isn't he? I mean, get John yeah. Barrelson is, is a remote chairman, and, and again, don't mean that in a derogatory way, but he's based in Boston, and that's that's he can't be on, on hand. So they, the only person that's going to sit above Gary Rowett to say, kick ass, if, if you want, is Steve Kavanagh, and I'm not sure that Steve Kavanagh gets us. <laughs> no, he's a West Ham fan, isn't he? After all, let's face it. Yeah, well, that, yeah. Well, he's, he's, he's an administrator, I and mean, I think he's probably a very good one. And I, I don't knock him; he's a good accountant and so on. But you know, it's to, to be in charge of milk. He's not a football. He's an administrator rather than yeah. a football man. If you. Leave. Yeah, but it's a strange thing to say that a chief executive isn't a football man. But yeah, well, I've never had any dealings with Steve. This is not. Yeah, well, I'm not knocking him. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not listening, or Steve is listening. Oh, it may well be. It may well be. I, I would if I was if I was in charge. But anyway, um, he may but well I be. I think it just needs somebody to. It needs somebody to plant that seed of doubt that he's starting to lose it down there. I mean. Yeah. I, you know, you made a good point earlier on about the, the playing of the, the three centre-backs, um, which is seen as the modern style, and maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I'm not a tactician. Oh, fuck Pep Guardiola. <laughs> fuck Pep Guardiola. But at the Den, I mean, you can do that away from home where you can contain, and we've had some pretty, actually had some decent results. Some of our best results have come away from home. But he clearly hasn't got the Den nailed. He doesn't understand what it needs, whereas I... I, I still believe that Neil Harris did understand the den that was his theatre and you need to get the ball in the box you need you need you need action you need you need yeah. dynamism you need to bring the crowd on side um which is maybe he because he's an outsider Gary Rowe I believe and I think maybe even um sometimes Steve Kavanagh is an outsider to the den Bring the Millwall crowd into play feels like a very dangerous thing, doesn't it? It's like riding, it's like riding, riding the was it the, the life of Pi? You're riding the tiger, you know. You you don't know where it's going to go, and and I, I think the lack of understanding is that you none of us know where it's going to go. That's the problem. You yeah, the pies start flying at the linesman, and the 
and the bottles. Sorry, yeah, no, that's not to encourage. Well, we we all know. I mean, no, we don't encourage that. Don't do that, kids. But um, yeah, we all we, we all know how it works. Um, but I think that I think that you've got to bring the crowd into play. That's that's our weapon. That's our that's that's what it is. Yeah, when the den's us. rocking is when we are at our den most dangerous, and it's we haven't it, seen that for such a long time, Neil. And it's we? a great amphitheater, isn't it? When Millwall. Yeah when the crowd is really roaring and it, I just don't see a Gary Rabbit team being able to do that. I'm talking about to the, be quite, the... Quite honest. And I don't want to knock him because he no, comes across no. a nice guy and you, you really, I'm going to repeat, I do want him to succeed. This isn't a, no, this no, isn't, this isn't a Gary Rabbit half hour with Neil and Nick. No, 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 no! I want him to succeed, but he does need to understand the needs of winning at the Den. And if he can't get that soon, then yeah, um, the clock is the clock is most ticking. definitely ticking. And I, yeah, well, I was sat there thinking at the weekend, you've got six weeks, mate, at most, yeah. because people are starting to see we could be in a bit of trouble here. Unless I think, I think if we hadn't got the last minute winner against Blackpool. Yeah, we would be in trouble. Yeah, and I think you would have seen the first signs of it on Saturday because Coventry were an average team. Well, they moved the ball fast. I mean, they they played a style that I wouldn't have minded us being uh, playing. To be honest, they're not. Yeah, they counterattack well. Not a team of stars, Neil. Are they? No. Yeah, no, yeah. I can probably only name two of their players. McFad's in at the back and O'Hare. Oh, yeah, that was only because they mentioned it on the on the commentary. But yeah, yeah, they, they moved the ball, and that, that's kind of what we need to do, but we're not doing. Um, we need to exactly. move it at pace. Um, yeah, they worked us out very, 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 very quickly that that they could that they could go through midfield at will because we didn't have the numbers. Yeah, and that the front two could split our three centre backs, and sometimes. They could get the young right back, you know, they young wingers in behind, yeah, uh, you know, in, in behind Ryan Leonard, and it caused it caused us a few problems. I did have a really neat professional segue from when we were talking about the Den rocking to lead us into tomorrow night's League Cup um, tie versus Leicester. And unfortunately, it's gone now, so it's not such a neat segue. But anyway, I'm going to use it anyway. We have Leicester at home tomorrow, which obviously puts thoughts in everyone's mind of one of the great den occasions, one of the great den occasions that win over Leicester City in the FA Cup under Neil Harris 2016. Um, a 10-man a mill beat the league champions of England on that occasion. Uh, the kind of performance, Neil, that I think is very hard to imagine at the moment. And I think that is the sadness of where we're at with, with Gary at the minute. Yeah. Uh, what a game it was. The Champions of Absolutely. England, as we said in our fixture show, yeah, yeah, in our monthly look at fixtures, the Champions of England pitched up and we handed them their asses, didn't we? Yeah, we did. With we 10 men. off the pitch with 10 men. And not pup. And not popped her fallback in the last <laughs> two or three minutes. And what an atmosphere that was. It was immense. Um, and anyone that was there that day, um, as with say Everton after you know in the FA Cup later on, but anyone that was there that day will know what a thing it is to be at the den on those kinds of occasions because it, it, it was like an explosion of noise. 
Um, we could use a cup run to maybe get some some um, good times coming again. I, I think that's probably the thing at the moment. Saturday's game was enjoyable I watched, from what I could see of it on TV. Um, but we need to get some good times going again. We need to get them rolling at the den. And, and a cup run is not a bad way to start it off, Neil. Yeah, cup run against... Uh team in the Premier League are they in Europe I think they're in the Europa they're in Europa Conference or something aren't they? Or the yeah, Europa, yeah whatever they bloody call it this year they're in something yeah it is yeah, yeah but it's played on the <laughs> Thursday night and I'm not particularly interested in I've watching I've never watched it. one no. <laughs> yeah but but they are a big club Christ almighty they'll slaughter me on Twitter Leicester Tigers fan <laughs> because they are but but they are but they are a decent team. They will bring down some decent players. And it yes. is, yeah, well, you're right. It is, it's a competition that we don't do that well in. Yeah, but the FA Cup, we do very well in, and we've discussed this a mm. number of times. We're good for round five, six, and the odd semi finals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Competition yeah. where we generally, well, we, yeah, well, we generally play one or two games and then we're out of it, aren't we? <laughs> After some massive occasions, it's the Millwall way. Yeah. I mean, I suppose I see tomorrow night as, as a chance to get some good times going, potentially. It's also going to be a chance for one or two injured players to maybe get a, 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 some minutes, whether they start or whether they come on at some point during the game. Um, and I think from that point of view, it's a big opportunity for Rowett to to get something going. Um, then we've got the trip to Forest on Saturday, which is probably the more important game. But um, tomorrow's like a risk-free chance to get uh, get a bit of excitement going. Yeah, I'd like to... It, it'll be interesting to see if... if if Yoko Ono or whatever he's called <laughs> yeah well I'm a little bit disappointed not to see him at the weekend God knows what illness right for Ono <laughs> Ojo Shay Ojo Ojo sorry yeah yeah well, I can, yeah but there's something like Yoko Ono all we're saying is get his name right <laughs> yeah, basically yeah well Ojo yeah and uh Benicophobi. These are players that I was looking forward to watching. Good players, both. Um, he's yeah. been fantastic since he came back. Yeah. He really has been a fantastic signing for us. And that's why we go back to this is a decent squad. Yep. Something that did disappoint me at the weekend was I thought Mason Bennett was blowing out of his ass, bloody warming up. Let alone that was before he got onto the pitch. Yeah. But yeah. But it's a good chance to get some minutes in his legs. But then again, if you get too many minutes in his legs, you'll probably pull hamstrings. <laughs> I'm sure there's a documentary to be made inside the inside track of Calmont Road. It'd be a very niche market that watches it, but um, it, it would be lovely to know what goes on. You yeah, bring uh, back Bobby Backache as well. The butcher's house, Backache's butchers. <laughs> oh dear. Well, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, um, we'll be we'll be talking about good times next time we catch up, Neil. So, definitely. Thank you for taking time out of your morning, mate. I do appreciate it. No problem at all, Nick. It's always a pleasure. And thank you to you too, dear listener, for tuning into this. Um, kind of judgment of Gary, last judgment of Gary Rowett and preview of Leicester City at home tomorrow night. We hope you've enjoyed it. So until the next show in the aftermath of that, it's uh, bye for now. Thank you for listening.
listening to Ask the Noodle. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little review. A Riverdale Noodle. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.